Welcome to the Chiefs of the North, hosted by Branton Walker. I'm originally from Kansas, currently living in Minnesota, and I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, and that is where Chiefs of the North comes in. On this podcast, we'll talk all sports, mainly NFL, and of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so I've got with me John Ryan and Adam Beatling, and let's just get right into it. And since I'm outnumbered, we're going to go with the Vikings first. So what are you guys' thoughts on the game Sunday? Disappointing. <laughs> uh, it's kind of those one of those games you are prepared for as a Minnesota sports fan. They did well the week before and kind of got our hopes up even more. And they're like, oh, is this is this a thing? You know, is this, are we rolling? It was a great game, though. It was, it was fun to watch. It was tough result at the end of the day but offense played good guys were making plays defense made some plays but just couldn't hold them at the end the disappointment was almost relieving to a degree because we went on a three-game winning streak you start thinking boy our schedule was pretty favorable is still pretty favorable it's like oh can we make a push into the playoffs and then you lose a game that you're really supposed to win and it kind of okay well now i can let go of my excitement to a degree but but yeah it was it was it was classic vikings yeah i thought looking ahead it was easy for viking fans to look at the next three games at home against teams with losing records and and think that they could get themselves right back in the playoff race. And then to lose like that, it's almost got to be like, all right, because if they were five and five, one game makes a huge difference right now. You're one game out of the playoffs. You're excited. Being two games out, maybe you're less optimistic. And is it kind of like, well, if they win, great. If not, not a big deal. Or or are you still, hey, there's a shot. They're they're two games out with six to go. There's still a chance though. Or your expectations kind of, did they come crumbling down on Sunday? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the division race is is, is tough. Uh, I don't see us surpassing the Cardinals or whoever those teams are going to be. Seahawks, whoever's kind of on the fringe of making in the playoffs. We'd have to go on a run and probably depend on other people to lose that are, are probably better teams than us too. So in my heart, it doesn't seem viable. What is that 7th seed record going to be, you think? I can see NFC? like 10 and 6 maybe. So they would have to win out to pull that off. Because right now, what's Tampa's 7 and 4 right now, correct? Yeah. And um, I think they're... Yep. Yep, Tampa 7-4. And are they the 6th or 7th seed right now? Uh, Arizona is at 6-4. and four. So I, I think, I don't know their schedules, but I think 10-6 and six is probably, is likely, you know. Likely to, to be a playoff spot, right? Yeah, yeah. to be the 6th or 7th seed. Yeah, I would think so. So that means you're right then. That means Minnesota, would, I guess, looking at it that way, they'd have to win out. And then, that's, that's, would they even win the tiebreaker at that point? That's a six-game winning yeah, streak. I guess, yeah, yeah. Well, because if you if if six and four and seven and four, you're six and seven seeds right now. I mean, nine and seven, I could see nine. Well, you're you're going nine and seven or ten and six is getting that wild card spot, that last spot though, right? Nine or seven and ten and six is going to get that yeah. spot. Yep. So that means the Vikings can maybe maybe lose one more game, maybe. But it, it should have been one of these three. You know, after after winning three in a row, coming off a bye. It was right there in front of him, you know, to get back in it. But that's tough. A couple things from that game, though. So Thielen, with his second touchdown on Sunday, has 11 touchdowns through 10 games. I'm sure you guys saw that stat the other day. Moss beat Moss. Moss had, what, 10 touchdowns through 10 games. Thielen has 11 now. So it's the most touchdowns through 10 games in Vikings history. Oh, wow. Nice. Did you guys know that? No. No. Okay. Wow. I, I, like to, I, like to, I like to just make stuff up <laughs> yeah. about other people's teams. He's playing incredible. He's the playing red zone, really he's well. the best. I, he's one of the best in the NFL. Well, and you know, you know where it's going to go in the red zone. He still just gets open. I 
I don't think he's the fastest guy, but I think he's faster than most people probably think. But his route running, his hands, and his knowledge is unbelievable. It's hard to not root for that guy or like like be a fan of him, whether you're like the Vikings or not. He's such a likable guy. Absolutely. He's a good story. Worked his way up through the special teams, and just he's, he seems like he's a story of hard work, work yeah. ethic, driving him to where he is. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And then, so Jefferson, he now has the most yards per game, the most yards per game by a rookie in the Vikings history. The other was Randy Moss. So Thielen has the most touchdowns through 10 games at 11. Moss had 10 through 10 games. And Jefferson has the Vikings record right now for most yards per game. I think Jefferson's averaging 85 or 86 yards a game as a rookie. Moss was 82. Well, in 1998, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm just saying, and both of those are Moss because he's one of the greatest receivers of all time. But my point is, I'm trying to bring some light and positivity to the Vikings' (laughs) loss, okay? That's the whole point here. It's like, hey, they lost to the Cowboys who play in the worst division in football and are down to their ninth quarterback. But Thielen and Jefferson are doing great things for the Vikings. And, you know, through 10 games, have some records. If records are held after 10 games. To a a non- Vikings fan is Delvin Cook the best running back in the league, hands down. Oh man, best pure runner he might be. I think the best all around back when healthy is McCaffrey in my opinion, like all around. But right now, and I know Henry's a monster, but right now it's hard to argue that Delvin Cook. If somebody's going to argue that he's the best running back, it's hard to argue against that. I would say McCaffrey, but I would say right now, just between the tackles and guards, whatever, I would probably give to Cook. I would agree. I think McCaffrey's the only person you can really argue for, for all around. Well, Henry has a more abusing style, and he's more physical, yeah. but you don't think so? With his size, like 6'3", 240, whatever he is? The thing with Cook, he, he, he never slows down on contact. He drives through his it. His legs keep going. The, yeah. He hits hard. Definitely. <laughs> way, and he's way more elusive, certainly, he's than, not than, as than Henry. Big. Right. I would rather have Cook than Henry right now, though. And I think, aren't they the leading rushers in the league right now? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so, yeah. I, all around, I think it's McCaffrey, just because of what he can do with his hands. I mean, he catches the ball in the backfield, and it's, he's like a receiver almost. But the way Cook is playing right now, I, they just brought a stat up about Cook, too. He has the most scrimmage yards in Vikings history through 10 games, I think. So let's just really? keep... Yeah, I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, maybe I am. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> We've got all kinds of records for through 10 games, it sounds like, and it's good, but it, it sounds like all of our offense is coming through three players, and yes. we're not doing a whole lot else. Yeah, but if you would have said before the season, Thielen's going to have more touchdowns than Moss through 10 games. Jefferson's going to have the rookie record for most yards per game. Cook is going to be, what is he, the second or leading rusher in the league, but have the most scrimmage yards in Vikings history through 10 games. You wouldn't think they'd be four and six, would you? No, no, yeah, eight, eight and, and two. I, yeah, the something off, like the that. The offense is doing its thing. It's the defense. We just, I mean, we lost our best pass rushers, mm-hmm. and then we lost Anthony Barr. You know, that those pieces right there. Yep, absolutely. And then the secondary in the offseason, our whole secondary flipped over into rookies and young guys. But, but it seems like, too, though, that our defense is playing much better now here in the last few games than the first several games, and, and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the, the coaching element of that and bringing the team together, they're certainly playing better together now. Well, that's why, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's why, like, when thinking about the Vikings before the season, I think I had them, like, 9-7, and seven. But it was because of the defensive losses this offseason. Didn't they lose like four or five guys this offseason on defense alone? Or yeah, am I, yeah. I Mackenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes from the secondary, and Rhodes. So that's three of our starting secondary guys, right? Daniel Hunter, we lost to injury before the season started or very early in the season. Yep. And Griffin. He's, he's huge. Uh, Griffin is gone. Yeah. And then, yeah, and like the you bar. said, Barr. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's a lot of the core of what yeah. was a really good defense. Yeah. Oh, I think you're seeing it having an impact, obviously, you know what I mean? But that offense is talented, and Thielen's only 30, which is a receiver. You've got time left. Jefferson looks to be an absolute stud. Cook is young. You know, he's still, what is he, 24, 25 maybe? 
they've got talent on offense. And Cousins, I know people rag on him, and it's easy to when he's not playing well. He's not bad, but he's not great. He's kind of somewhere in the middle. But he played really well on Sunday. It wasn't his fault they lost. I don't know. I think as much as anything, I, I just want to see a franchise quarterback. I, Kirk Cousins has some strengths, but I think he's too weak. And when it comes to his his ferociousness or lack of, you know, go for the throat mentality, and then he's just so immobile that that I really would love to have the next Justin Herbert, you know, or or a mobile Josh young Allen, Josh Allen type. Yeah, yep. let's let's get somebody like that, uh, Murray, somebody that you're excited about to have as your quarterback. Because again, we've been decades without that. Well, they won't get a top five pick, but would you right now? Would you take a top five pick next year over Cousins? Like get rid of Cousins and have a top five oh, pick, or just day. roll out? Would you? Yeah, yeah I think so. I too. think I'd trade him for a yeah. second rounder. I think that's a unanimous <laughs> yes in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yep. he's Even, just yeah, he's too expensive to be an average quarterback. No, that's that's the that because asking that question. Let's say it's Lawrence or Fields. Maybe it takes him a year or two to get comfortable. Maybe it takes one of those guys a year or two to get comfortable. Although now you're seeing these rookie quarterbacks. It's not like back in the day where guys sat for a year or two behind. These guys come in now and they're ready to play. You know what I mean? But. That's the point is his contract, it's almost fair or unfair. It's a contract he signed. He's got to be better, though. If he wasn't getting paid what he was getting paid, I don't think he'd be getting the flack that he gets, though. You know what I mean? He signed the richest contract of the time and it was the first fully guaranteed NFL contract. You know what I mean? So there's going to be... It's a, it's a handcuff for our future. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, we, we need to get past that. But... If they win the next two games, they're six and six, (laughs) 500 with a month to go. They're right back in it. They're right back in it. They're right back in it. (laughs) All right, you guys watched the Chiefs-Raiders game Sunday night, right? Mm -hmm. That was a heck of a game. Super stressful. Although, when Mahomes got the ball with a minute and a half, when it's your team and you're watching them, you, you, you have different blinders on. Like, I was just sweating. I was pacing. I was comfortable. I'd rather Mahomes have the ball last, but you know, you never know. But you guys, as non-Chiefs fans watching the game, what did you think when the Chiefs got the ball back with a minute and a half? Well, you expect them to drive. They're not going to just go three and out. Uh, which we, we were joking before this about Cousins. <laughs> if you gave Cousins the same question, Cousins the ball with a minute fifty left, <laughs> you're just like, oh crap, no faith, <laughs> no faith. Maybe that's our blinders, though. Yeah. No, I mean, with that many weapons, the defense playing on their heels, it seems like it's just a. Uh, it's like elementary math for Mahomes to pick that apart, and and then he can run on top of it, you know. So yeah, I think he was, I think he was six for seven for seventy five yards in that final drive. It was just methodical, and then Kelsey was wide open. Like, oh yeah, that was just a misassignment on defense. He was, I mean, Kelsey or Hill, are the two guys that you have to have to keep an eye on. But the Raiders match up really well with Kansas City, and at, if the playoffs started today, I don't think it's going to shake up this way. They would play the Raiders in the wild card round right now, which. I don't want to see the Raiders again as a Chiefs fan. No, no. But Mahomes, he has two turnovers this season now, and both have been against the Raiders. So it's something about the Raiders. It's, it's Gruden, the roster he's built the last couple of years. Look at what he's done with Carr. Carr's playing the best he's played since his, his uh, you know, leg injury when he was an MVP candidate. The line, they can run the ball. Jacobs, Carr has a clean pocket. They're just a tough matchup. And so at 6-4, and four, they're right in the playoff race, but I, as a fan, would love to see the Raiders falter down the stretch. Even though they have the easiest schedule, remaining schedule in the AFC, I would love to see them choke and not make the playoffs for a couple of reasons. One, because I can't stand them. Two, because I don't want to play them again. You don't want to see them again. I don't, they, they've kind of had the Chiefs the, number. Who, who, if they played again for a third time, it being Kansas City, who's the pressure on? Well, the Chiefs, for All, sure. Raiders have All nothing to lose, really. Yep. They wouldn't be expected to win that game. True. So, would you rather see them or Baltimore? Baltimore. Yeah. Absolutely. The Chiefs are 3-0 against Baltimore the last three years. 
Baltimore doesn't match up well with Kansas City. And well, and look Especially at Jackson's, in the playoffs. Yeah, but look at, look at Jackson's struggles this year. He's nowhere near what he was last year. The Raiders match up well with Kansas City. The Ravens do not. Now listen, once you get to the playoffs, every game is scary because it's one game, and the best team doesn't always win. You know, It's not like right. a couple NBA turnovers. or hockey or baseball where you have a seven-game series, and the best team is ultimately going to win. Usually, you, you have one game, and that's it. But I would rather play the Ravens than the Raiders right now as a Chiefs fan. No, I don't blame you. Big win, you know, coming off a of bye. Reed was like nineteen and three off of, or eighteen and three off a of bye in the regular season. Maybe nineteen and four overall, or something like that. That stat's probably a little off. But I expected the Chiefs coming off a of bye, revenge game. I thought they'd actually win more comfortably, and so it was a little concerning for me that they played like they did. The defense looked like they had no idea what was going on. They couldn't get pressure, and the secondary was just getting abused. But I, I don't know. I, I just hopefully. We don't play the Raiders again, but I was disappointed to see the Chiefs perform like that. It's funny. They're 9-1. and one. Going back to last year, they've won 18 of 19, the only loss being the Raiders, and you're still like finding ways to kind of pick them apart. Yep. You know, because you, you almost expect perfection, even though it's, it's not going to happen. But it was a fun game, big win, and uh, they play Tampa Bay this weekend. Do you guys have any early thoughts on that game? You think Tampa didn't look good Monday night, got beat. Now the Chiefs going to Tampa. What are your thoughts on that game? Tampa's the team to watch because they've got so many new pieces. You've had injuries, uh, especially in the re- receiver spot with Brown being there and Godwin now coming back. Mike Evans is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if their offense can get clicking, Tom Brady, we were talking before we started recording, you know, he's he's not playing well. I mean, he, he's, he probably just doesn't have the time he had when he was in New England, you know, to sit back in the pocket. But he looked rough. In that game. Mm-hmm. He's making more mental errors. You wonder how much of that is lack of chemistry with the guys, you know, being new. There's certainly elements of that, but, or is he just aging and a little rustier, a little less than he was? But, but I, I still have faith in him. I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I think that game will end up being close and, and kind of a shootout. I think both teams will score a good amount. I, I'm pretty excited for that because I, I just, I don't know. I've always kind of had a Tom Brady's. He's the goat in my mind, the clear cut, and, and when he gets laser focused, I just similar to what you were saying earlier about minute and a half left, and you got Mahomes. Is he going to go score? It's just a foregone conclusion that him or Russell Wilson they're going to go make it happen. I have the same kind of feeling about about Tom Brady just because of his laser focus and his his mentality. I mean, he's he's done pretty poor in prime time this year, but I think any given Sunday he can come pick somebody apart without without thinking about it. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's interesting because weren't the Bucks weren't they seven and nine last year, and they're they're seven and four this year, so they're they're in a good spot. Brady. He's doing things that no quarterback, what is he, 43? I mean, only kickers play to 43. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to pick on him, but no quarterback's ever been able to do what he's done for this long. He still, what does he have, 25 touchdowns, nine picks? I mean, most quarterbacks would love that. And they're 7-4 and four when they were 7-9 last year. But on prime time, going back to what you said, they're 1-3 in prime time this year. Lost the last two home games. Brady has nine I believe nine uh, interceptions this year, seven of them just in those four primetime games. So that's interesting. I, 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 you think of Brady's being clutch. I, I don't know what it is. Is it coincidental? But the four primetime games, he's had pretty much his four, three of his four worst games. So it's just interesting they've been in prime time. I don't know if that means anything. Maybe he just or, doesn't like playing at night. Well, he, <laughs> more of a, honestly, more of a day, honestly, during no, the day I'm guy. not trying to be fun. Like he's 43, 44. He probably goes to bed like he's, eight, he's probably tired. No, for real. That's what I'm saying. Like, Game's kicking off, and he'd just be getting milk and cookies going to go to bed. Shutting yeah. Jeopardy off. No, like Giselle's fluffing his pillows, and it's bedtime, usually when they're kicking off primetime. So right. that's probably what is. He's usually, where he's throwing these picks on primetime, he's usually sound asleep. Right. That's right. my thought. Probably sleeps perfectly, too, you know? Oh, I bet he does. Probably doesn't move an inch, you know? 
I bet everything he does is just like probably make us sick. Us, us normal folk, yeah. us normal guys make us sick. Whatever. Definitely doesn't have a CPAP. No, no, no. Giselle snores, not him. You know, it's stuff like that. Yeah, he's perfect, obviously. Um, being sarcastic. So the Ravens, once considered maybe the favorite in the AFC, one of the favorites overall, they're now. What are they? Six and four. They've lost. What is that? Three of the last four games. Five of the last six, maybe overall. If the playoffs started today, the Ravens would not be in. That's crazy. So, a couple questions here. One: If you're a Ravens fan or coach or whatever teammate, are you concerned about Jackson? And two: How many teams in the AFC right now would you take over the Ravens? I think five or six. I mean, Steelers, Chiefs. Maybe the Raiders. I'm going to say Colts and Titans. That's five right there. Yeah, and uh, Bills. Oh, there's six. Yeah. Because I'd have right now the Ravens as the seventh best team in the AFC. Now, I know they're, if the playoffs started today, they wouldn't be in, but I'd have them as the seventh best team. Who would have thought 10 weeks into the season this would even be a discussion? But, you know, their defense isn't playing well. Jackson's not. He's re- completely regressed this year. Yeah, do you think it's because... Uh, I mean, last year he had a phenomenal year. Do you think it's more, more about the coaches just being able to hone in on his running game and stopping that and, and, and asking him to pass, and he's not doing that well? Well, he had a dream season, obviously, and they were 14-2. and two. Yeah, but I feel like, and I've said this all year, I feel like teams have done a much, much better job adapting to him or adjusting to him than he has to these other teams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not thrown as accurate. He doesn't seem to have the confidence. You know, they're not as Baltimore. I, I feel like or they're not as, in, as dominating as last year. I feel like last year they intimidated everybody they played, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like, yep. this is not happening. The whole aura around them this year doesn't seem to be uh, that scary. And I think they're going to make the playoffs because if you look at their schedule, they play Pittsburgh on this Thursday night on Thanksgiving. But after that, it's very soft. So I think they're going to make the playoffs. But I just, I don't think they're going to be a legit threat. That's hard to say. Their defense is still giving up the third fewest points overall, and, and they look pretty solid on that side of the ball. But I haven't been watching the games too closely, uh, but I know when I do or when I watch the highlights or the red zone, you know, they get in the red zone, he, he's, he's just not an accurate passer, and it seems like they can scheme, you know, put eight in the box and just plan to, plan to stop his running game. Yeah, I, I think their biggest weakness is at the receiver spot. I think Marquise Brown is, is he's an athletic, fast guy, but he's not physical. You got Sneed, right, as your other go-to guy. I mean... You don't have, uh, no, other than Andrews, you can't rely on your tight end to be, always be your best. Unless it's, unless best it's Kelsey, option. but whatever. <laughs> unless it's Travis Kelsey. It's true. He's just but I know a what different, you're saying. different no, I, human being. No, I totally being. get what you're saying. That's a good point. Brown seems like more of a field stretcher role player. He's not a route runner like a you know Diggs or Keenan Allen yep. or somebody. So they don't have a wide receiver one. They've got one wide receiver two, and then Sneed's probably a wide receiver four or five on most teams, right? Yeah, I completely agree. That's, I think those are great points, That's and I think that's... A big problem, and Jackson isn't the type of quarterback that's going to improvise or make, I feel like, make everybody around him that much better. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see the drop-off. Now, again, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, but, and I think they're going to get in, but I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think they're the seventh best team in the AFC right now, which is crazy to, crazy to say. Probably be six and five after Thursday, right? But then if you look at their schedule after that. I think it's pretty reasonable. It really does. Yeah. Have you looked at it at all? Baltimore? Yeah. Do you guys know what it is? Yeah, they, 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 got, they got Steelers. Yep. Six, so let's, 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 okay, so six and five likely, you agree? Yep. Okay. Cowboys. At home, seven, seven and five. Seven and five. 
Well, I don't know. Let's see. Dalton's balling. Dalton, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> they did just get the Vikings. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. Then they got the Browns. I think they can beat the Browns. I think the Browns, three of the Browns wins are against the NFC East. Yeah. Oh, uh, just we'll leave that where it is. Uh, Jaguars, probably get the win there. Mm-hmm. Giants, mm-hmm. they're not balling. Uh, and then the Bengals, also See, not balling. Okay, you, Two just and named, seven. you just named the Giants. Did you say the Jaguars? Jags. The Bengals. Wow. Okay, you see my point? Yeah, that's a that's a cakewalk. They're going to be 6-5 and five after Thursday night, more than likely, but they're still going to finish at least 10-6 and six to make the playoffs. So the Ravens are getting in, and I looked at their Or they don't before. make the playoffs and their entire coaching staff gets fired. That uh, would be, yeah, if well, they don't. If they don't with this schedule, something tragic. I mean, again, they're probably going to be 6-5 and five and everybody will be freaking out balls more, but with the remaining schedule, if they don't get in, something terribly went wrong. Yep. We're going to pick on the Browns, John. You mentioned the Browns. So three of their wins are against the NFC East? Yeah. Okay, so they're 7-3, which is their best start since 1994. That was a long time ago. Wow. Long time ago. What year? 94. So I think they were 8-2 and in 94. So this is their best start. 26 years. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? Now, they've beaten one team this year with a winning record. One team with a winning record. The Raiders? No, they I lost I think it them. was the Colts, actually. Yeah. So you're 7-3. You've played one of the easiest schedules in football. You have a t- one win against a team with a winning record, and you just said three of their wins are against the NFC East. I, they're 7-3. They're a game up in the play. Like, I think, what are they, the five seed maybe? So they're a, a game up for a playoff spot. I do not think the Browns are going to make the playoffs. So I don't believe in Baker. You know, you can't keep winning and not throwing touchdowns. You know, I just, he's just not that guy. He's just not that guy. He was great at Oklahoma at 7-3. One game up, bet starts in 94. I think Browns fans are going to become accustomed to what they're used to being accustomed to, and that's losing, and they're going to miss out in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think you're right. After looking at the, the remaining schedule and the you know Raiders may, may get in, and with the Ravens being, like you said, more or less a shoe-in, that doesn't leave a spot for the Browns. I could see them getting to 10-6. and six. They still, yeah, Jags, they can pick that one up. If they lose to the 0-10 Jets, uh, I don't see that happening. Uh, and then the Giants... Probably not going to take the Steelers game. Maybe win that Ravens game. Go eleven and five. Yeah. Well, Baker's got to play a lot better. Yeah. 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 They're they're be a close race for that. Last but spot. you know, if they get in, it's it's a it's a good story. Again, I don't think we keep saying once you get in, it doesn't matter. You know, get in. The best team doesn't always win. I just don't see the Browns. If they get in, that'd be incredible for their fans because they haven't been in the playoffs in forever. But I just don't see them being a legitimate threat if they make the playoffs. But I'm going to go on record to say I, don't, I think they're going to falter and I think they're going to miss out on the playoffs. Is my uh, AFC prediction uh, moving forward is the Browns will miss out. At 7-3 and three in a game comfortably up in the playoffs, I think somehow they'll mess it up. It's a close. I mean, from third, third seed down, third through 11th, any of those teams in the AFC could make the playoffs right now. This is wide open. I know you, you guys are NFC guys. I'm an AFC guy. This is the deepest the AFC has been in a long time. A long time. How much, I mean, cre- how much credit do we give to the NFC East for that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Between them and the Jets. Well, well here, here. The Jets are so bad. Here, here. Let, let's, let's, should we talk about the NFC East real quick? Should we just jump right into yeah, it? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So, right now, three of, of the four worst records in the NFC are from the NFC East. The Redskins... The Giants and Cowboys are all four and seven. They're tied with the Falcons at four and seven for the worst records in the NFC. Yet, the winner of Thursday night's Redskins Cowboys game will be in first place in the division. First place in that division. 
Actually, four of the last five worst records. Oh, I guess the, e- the Eagles, right? Yeah. I guess. Jeez. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess yeah. I. They've all won three games. Oh, I guess because they're technically the four seed right now because the division winner gets a home game. I guess I'm not. So four of the five worst records in the NFC are that division. That's amazing. Any of the NFC East team teams play each other this week? Well, the Cowboys, Cowboys and Redskins oh, play Thanksgiving. Damn, yeah. one of them's going to win because I was but, hoping Atlanta could win, go four and seven. And then you have all four losing. Well, my point, well, but that's the thing, though. We're, we're bringing, four worst teams we're in bringing the this up, though, but the winner of the Cowboys-Redskins game on Thursday is in first place in the division. And they, they're tied for the worst records in the conference. You know what? It's an incredible place to be because you're either going to get a good draft pick or make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's a great point. They're right there. That's a great point. But how frustrating as an 11-5 and five Rams team as the five seed having to go into five and 11 NFC East winner. You could legitimately have a five or six, you could have five or six more wins as the five seed and you have to travel to play the NFC East winner. That's ridiculous. Wow. So who do you think is going to emerge uh, from that? Who's going to be the, obviously it's going to be just one playoff team coming from the East. Who's who's going to win? Does it matter? That's a good point. (laughs) Probably not. No. I, I think the Cowboys, probably, because they saw him beat us. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right, right. <laughs> but so I, I, was, I was looking for the worst teams in history to make the playoffs. And the Bleacher Report had a, had a top 25. And number one is the 2010 Seattle Seahawks at 7-9. and nine. That was the worst oh, wow. record. 7-9? They they you know, you know they beat, right? The Saints had won the Super Bowl the year prior. I think the Saints were 11-5 and five coming into that game, lost. That's when Beast Mode had that run. Okay. Remember that? Where oh, you just amazing. shoved the guy. Just, and, yep. Yeah. But I think they beat the Saints, though, who are the defending champions. That yeah. Year. The worst record. So 7-9. Seven, seven and, nine, seven and so nine got in. That could get eclipsed oh, this year. Yeah. Well, there's there's a six game. I would put money down now. There's no way it, the NFC East gets anybody with seven wins. Think it'll be 6-10? and ten? I think that's best case. Yeah. Well, there you have it. it, it, it could be the word, be the, we could be yeah, witnessing the worst, the worst team. So here, so here you go. The NFC East, yeah, four of the five worst records in the NFC. The NFC East right now is a combined 12-27-1. That division combined is 15 games under 500. Check this out. Outside of the division. So, so as a division, they've won 12 games and lost 27 and tied one. That's horrible. You're 15 games under 500 as a division. That's that's brutal. All right. Outside of the division, they are 4-19 and 1. That means aside from playing each other, they've won 4 games outside the division and lost 19. The Cowboys are 2 and 5 outside of the division. The Eagles are 1-4 and 1 outside the division. The Redskins are 1 and 5 and the Giants are 0 and 5. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's incredible. So a 16% Win rate outside the division. Yeah, if they weren't playing each other, they would all yeah. be as one a, or two win group. teams instead this of three This is the teams. worst division in the history of football. I don't care what anybody says. It's embarrassing, but one of those teams is going to host a playoff game. I'm cheering for Washington, personally. I mean, I don't care for any of them, and I agree with John. I think it'll be the Cowboys, because I think Dalton has enough, and they've got such weapons on offense. Uh, their defense is terrible, but but I think they have enough. To, so I think it'll be the Cowboys, but I, I'm, I'm rooting for... Uh, Smith and the football team to to emerge. Well, I I think the Eagles have blown it because I think that they had a golden opportunity to kind of run away with this crappy division. But Wentz has just fallen off a cliff. He that dude is just not playing well. He doesn't make good decisions. I mean, he's it's it's happening consistently enough now where I'd be concerned about Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Seriously, there's nothing he does that's 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 good right now at all. 
Yeah, I was I was really high on him a few years ago. Thought he was a top tier guy, and just would have loved to have had him on the Vikings. But it, it seems like it's in his head, right? I mean, his, his physical talents, I think, are still there. He's just he's just uh, not confident turning the ball over left and right, and it seems like that's carrying over from game to game to game. When you think when you think of the Giants, <laughs> I mean, so who do I want to win? I want the Redskins because, or uh, actually, it's not Redskins anymore. I have to correct myself. It's it's just Washington, right? I keep saying Redskins, but it's Washington. Um, Washington, obviously, Alex Smith, great story. Played with Kansas City. Great story. I want the, the I want Washington to win that division. When I think of the Giants, I think of Daniel Jones running that eighty yards. <laughs> and he got he tripped over the the, the, the yard marker line. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Cowboys. I agree. I think the Cowboys will probably Dalton is a is not a bad backup. That's a guy that led the Bengals to the playoffs what four or five times. So I think it'll be Dallas. But man, if you were bet, if you had to bet money like a significant amount of money, how many wins? Is it going to take to win that division? What's the record going to be of the team that wins that division? Over or under? I gave you right now, over or under six in Vegas. Well, I was going to take six. So if I, does that mean I have the over? I should have said seven. Yeah. I don't think seven. I think six. I think six will win it. So one of them is going to get to six. I guess I haven't looked at the schedules too well, close. Well, they play each other. They play each other. So yeah, yeah, I think one of them will get to six wins. I think six wins will. Six is best case scenario. Like you said, I agree with that. I would bet a lot of money that it's under seven. Yeah. If, you, if it was yeah. set six and a half. I should. That's I what would, I should have said. Put, right, that's right, what six I should have said. Yep. A lot on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll take the under on six and a half too. It's just too easy to pick on that division, and it's it's bad football. But oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I just said that. Well, we don't talk about that. It's fine. Dallas. Yeah, it's fine. We don't talk about that anymore. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to the AFC for a second. Uh, the Patriots. I think that them losing to Houston. I didn't think you know they'd won a couple in a row. People are like, oh, the Patriots are back. They can get the wild card race. I never felt that way at all. But them losing, I think it's officially done, especially to the Texans. But trivia question for you guys. When was the last time the Patriots, I mean, they're going to miss this year. When was the last time the Patriots missed the playoffs? Putting you on the spot here. Oof. I'm going to guess in the 90s. Hey, I'm going to say 99, 98, late 90s. Well, it was, well, it was when they had Brady. I think it was, was 2000. I think I feel like 2001 or 2002 was when he emerged and won the Super Bowl when nobody thought the Patriots would win the Super Bowl. Yeah, remember when Bledsoe got hurt and they were like 0 and 2 yeah, and Brady yeah. took over. I think they beat the Rams. I think that was 0 1 or 0 2. It was, but 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 the last time they missed the playoffs. So it's been after that. Oh, it's been after that. Yeah, the last time they missed the playoffs. Not sure. It was remember when Brady tore his ACL or got hurt the first game of the season. It was 2008. Oh, that's right. They missed the playoffs. Do you remember who took over for him at quarterback that year and played pretty well and actually got a big contract because of it? Do you remember who the quarterback was that took over for him that year? Garoppolo. No? No. Two, two. Oh. And then signed a big contract with Kansas City. Stayed in the league until Alex a couple years Smith. ago. No. Stop. I know, it's a tough one. I'm making it go Jeez. back 12 years. It's not that long I'm trying ago. to give you a clue. We should, we should uh, know this. Where did he play college? Did he play at USC? That's not going to help out. Did he even, is that where he signed a big contract with Kansas City. Yeah, he signed. I mean, it wasn't like a groundbreaking contract, but he had, a, he had a pretty good year in New England when Brady went down. And they had Moss, they had Welker, you know, so he had a significant yeah, what season. The heck? Why don't we know this? I feel like uh-huh. we should know this. You guys, just, I know you guys know it. It's not, on, it's not even the tip of your tongues, is it? No. Matt Castle. Oh, that's right. Remember that? Yeah, I want to come up with that. That's right. All right. So we should here, know that. He came to but, the Vikings. But, yeah. but here's an interesting, we're talking about, you know, so. Brady tore his ACL against, against Kansas City week one. Castle comes in. But here's the thing. They went 11-5 and five that year and didn't make the playoffs. 11-5 and five and they did not mm. make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, we're talk- and here we're talking about a 6-10 and 10 <laughs> NFC East winner making it. And 11-5. And, and I think that's the best. I think a couple teams have done that overall. But 11-5 and five is the best record to not make the playoffs. It's the most wins to not make the playoffs. But a couple teams have actually done it. Wow. 
So here, here's on opposite ends of the spectrums. One, can the Steelers go undefeated? And what are the odds? And two, can the Jets go winless? We've got an undefeated team and a winless team 10 weeks in. What are your thoughts on what's going to happen there with those teams? I would say it's more probable that the Jets don't win a game than Completely the Steelers agree. win them all. Completely agree. And, and in large part, just because you know, any given Sunday, the Steelers have a, a bullseye in their back now. They're extremely good, though. They're good on both sides of the ball. But the Jets are just so bad that it almost seems like it could be hard to hard for them to win. Right now, they've, they have scored 149 points and given up 302 points. So that net, is their, their, their net points is negative 153, horrible. which is by far and away the, the biggest discrepancy of any team in the league. Adam Gase is terrible. They're, they're, their team just flat out sucks. So, okay, so they're 0-10. Then again, you always look at the schedule and project ahead, and it doesn't always work out. But they play the, let's, let's just go through this quick. 0-10, they play the Raiders this weekend at home. Lost. Okay. At Seattle. Lost. At Rams. Lost. Lost. Cleveland at home. Probably lost. lost again. Although, that's the one I think they, they could yeah, there, get. There's an opportunity. Crappy weather, maybe. Baker's... Anyway, but I agree. And then at Patriots. Yeah. The Dolphins before the Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see that. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. And the Dolphins whooped them earlier in the year. You're right. 24-0. So. so, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. I don't know if I see a win there. Yeah. But if they're going to get one, I think it's going to be Cleveland. If you told me right now they're going to go one in 15, I would say it's Cleveland that they beat. I love talking about betting. So, if... if the Vegas odds were one win for the season. Right now? Would you go, would you max bet the under? Oh, oh. If it was oh. one. So you you'd, me, you'd push oh. with one. So yeah, right? Oh, I mean, if you're, if you're letting me push with one, I'm spending, I'm, I'm putting every, every dollar I have down, which isn't a lot, <laughs> but I put my wife's money down. <laughs> but, but very confident they won't get two W's. I would, I would, I would bet one of my children. They don't get two wins. That's how confident I am. We're going to get a third child in return <laughs> when you do win? Trade one of my kids for... No, like, there's no scenario in when the Jets win two games. So, I would... I would if one's a push, I would, I would say they win. I would take that. Yeah, I think the Steelers are going to lose two games before the year's over. There you go. <laughs> do you think what two? Do you, what do you got? What, well, what do you I think the Ravens could beat them. Washington will not beat them. Uh, the Bills could beat them. Bengals is an easy win. Colts could beat them. And the Browns, maybe. That's they got a tough. That's a tough no, schedule. They do. Like, so was it Baltimore this week? Then the, the Redskins. Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore. They could lose to Baltimore. They I mean, could. They're they're down a couple of running backs, but they are. And it's in Pittsburgh. Short week. I don't know. I, I listen as a Chiefs fan. I want to see the Steelers get beat because I'd rather can't see you know get a bye, one less game. I think their first loss is going to be at Buffalo, but I could also see them. Yeah, Indianapolis is tough, but. My only thought with that is Rivers and India are a dome team. And when they play at Pittsburgh week 14 or 15, it's going to be nasty out. I, I just, I don't know if Indy can go into Pittsburgh, crappy weather, a dome team, Rivers. I just don't think they can win in Pittsburgh, but I do think they're going to lose to Buffalo. At Buffalo. Yeah, I think they'll lose at Buffalo and, and oh, hopefully another one in there, but, but 15 and one potentially. You're looking at 14 and two between Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Probably, I mean, it could happen to 15 and one, but you're looking at 14 and two not being the number one seed. Which I think is likely. I think fourteen and two. Well, okay, all right. You got ten and zero Pittsburgh. You have nine and one Kansas City. One of them is very likely to finish fourteen and two and not get the number one seed. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the math. I mean, it's easy to look week to week to week and say, okay, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win. But but it's the NFL still, right? I mean, most most weekends when you look at the win loss likelihood uh, that comes out from Vegas, it's like. The team that's expected to win has a sixty percent or sixty-five percent chance. It's not an eighty or ninety percent chance. So to, to go every week and, and make those odds, even if they're you know all projection project wins that are to be projected, 
you still have a hard time. I mean, any given Sunday, like you said, the bad weather game with the Colts. I mean, what if Big Ben fumbles twice in that game? You know, all of a sudden the Colts are pounding the ball at Jonathan Taylor, and they, and they get them up with a W because of a couple of turnovers. So because of chance circumstance, I'd be surprised if both teams are 14-2 and two maybe. Well, so Pittsburgh has a game up on Kansas City right now, 10-0, 9-1. And we just said Pittsburgh, their toughest games are Baltimore at home, Indy at home, and at Cleveland, right? At Buffalo, yeah, that's probably so the toughest. At Buffalo, yep. so, so Baltimore at home, at Buffalo, I forgot that one, Indy and, and at Cleveland. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not an easy schedule. It's not easy, but they're a game up. Kansas City plays at Tampa this Sunday, still goes to Miami, still goes to New Orleans. What scenario would you, I mean, I think you'd rather, I think you'd rather be, I mean, of course they're undefeated, but even schedule-wise, I don't think the Chiefs are going to catch Pittsburgh. I, I don't. I think the Chiefs are going to lose. I hope I'm wrong. I think they're going to lose to either the Bucks or the Saints. I think the Chiefs are at least going to be 14 and two. At least 14 and two. I don't know if there's two more losses for the Steelers, but I guess we'll see. There's a lot of good teams to play. I mean, there are. It makes it. It makes it. It makes it fun. I mean, if you had told me before the season the Chiefs would be nine and one, and they're not the number one seed, that would have been crazy. You know what I mean? But Pittsburgh, they are. Their offense, their defense. Tomlin is a, how how great is Tomlin though? And I think they've had three coaches in the history of their franchise, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, unbelievable. Can. That's just crazy. Three, really? See that look? Three. Hmm. Fact check time, John. <laughs> no, I think it's been. Yeah, no, we we checked we checked the other day it before? a couple weeks ago because it? It, was, it was Tomlin, it was uh, uh, Harbaugh, right? No Cower or no Cow? Yeah, Bill Cower. Who, who was their Who was their coach before? Chuck Noll. Noll Coward. And Tomlin are the only coaches in the history of the Steelers in the history of that yeah, franchise. They're all like twenty-year plus coaches. Which one? If you're getting hired as a Steelers head coach, you feel great about stability. But two, they just they don't. I mean, Tomlin's never had a losing record. Eight and eight is the worst record he's ever had in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, it's just sustained excellence. is un, It's unbelievable. Well, he's such a likable guy too, right? He's 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 firm, but he's nice and he's fair and he's he, he's intense. Awesome. Well, coach. it also goes to show you, you know, Big Ben, you know, coming off another injury last year, missed most of the season. They were eight and eight. Came down to the last week of the season, but their quarterback play was horrible with Mason Rudolph, but the defense was really good. But look at how good Big Ben is. Look at the difference. It's the same team, but he's back, and they're 10-0. They go from horrible quarterback play to Ben, who's 38 years old, coming off a season-ending injury, and he's playing like he's 30, 28. He's great. He's really... And I think he's... It's funny. He's been to three Super Bowls. He's won a couple, but he never seems to really get talked about as one of the better quarterbacks ever. No. Even currently playing. Yet alone all time, and yet he's been to three Super Bowls, and here they are, ten and zero, and he's thirty eight years old. I think he lost a lot of his likability with his scandal earlier yeah, in his did. career. Yes, right, he did. exactly. He's, that he's that guy you know, that's at the party, is yep. creeping everybody out. Yeah, he's like Frank the Tank. You know, he's, he's yeah, he's you know, I, I, but yeah, he's he's Frank he's, the he's, Tank. <laughs> he's just a big goof. No, it's true though. Yeah, it looked like he disciplined himself this off season. It's like the. You know, thinnest he's been. They said the healthiest since like his rookie year. He definitely looks different. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's showing on the field. You and know, that's necessary, right? Yeah. I think that's why Tom Brady made it to forty-three and and beyond is because of his dietary discipline and all the stretching. Have and you yoga ever? And have you ever? Doing. We won't get into it, but have you ever read about or seen Tom Brady's diet habits? What he eats and drinks and stuff. It's out there. Like I, when I say it's out there, it's working. Hey, listen, he's arguably the goat. Doing this at forty-three years old, it's incredible. Still having a really good season, all things considered. But he, I, I've never heard. Of a diet, anything close to what he does. Sure. Is it just uh, no meat and all avocados? I think and... he eats grass. Like, I, no, honestly, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> he's a goat or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was good. Oh, that was good. Dang it. I, shoot, I don't like acknowledging he's the goat, but uh, right, right. 
whatever. You should look it up sometime, but it's, it's a really strange. And it, you want to pick on them, but you're like, dude, you're 43 in way better shape than I am. Married to and Giselle. Yeah, married to Giselle. You've got a kajillion dollars. And at 43, you're still playing really, really well. And there's times it doesn't look good, but 25 touchdowns and nine picks, and you have Tampa Bay with as many wins they had all of last year, it's not bad. But when you're the, considered the GOAT, it's easy to pick on him. At this point in his career, if he does something great, you expect it. So you just want to pile on when he's not doing something great. Yeah, that's true. That's and I'm true. guilty of that too. Do you think, so So he's 43 and I think his contract is for two years, right? So he's locked in for next year. Yeah. Uh, you think there's a decent chance or any chance he goes beyond that next year's contract well, and he, plays into his 45th and 46th well, year? Well, he said years ago he wants to play until he's 45. Okay. I, I know he's playing next year. Yeah. Ah, God, I don't know. 45, he's, I think he'll, I he think he will. It. I think he will. Yeah. Which well, is crazy. That'd be to fun think. to see. I think he will. Yeah. Would you take him at 45 in Minnesota? Absolutely. <laughs> Dang it. Would you take him? <laughs> you answer that without even hesitation. Cousins in two years or Brady at 45? Brady. Oh, man. Yeah, no, all day long. Even at 45? All day long. We, we took Favre. I don't know if he was nowhere close to that age, but we took a washed-up old Favre, and he had one of our better seasons for us. That was a lot of fun. I'll take any. And, yeah. and we do have a history of taking big-name guys like the Donovan McNabb and some of these other guys, Warren Moon, late in their career that don't end up being real great, but... Yeah, I would take Tom Brady in his 50th year over Kirk Cousins right now. Same. I mean, two years, is Cousins going to be better? No, probably not. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. That's crazy. And That's you, just, you just sell more jerseys, you know? Well, <laughs> at least the Wolf will be fine. Well. It's it exciting regardless. <laughs> you think of Elway at like 38, they didn't want back to back, but Elway retired and he said he like physically can do it. Favre at like 39, Manning. You've seen that. You, it's crazy because Father Time is always undefeated. You know that saying, right? And some of the greatest to ever do it, you just see, and it's a bad, it's just a drop off. They just, they just drop off. And here Brady is at 43 years old. I mean, Manning's last year, he was a shell of his former self. It was actually hard to watch. Far of his last year. I mean, you're talking about some of the greats of all time. And here's Brady. Easy to pick on. Had a bad game last night, but still, I don't know how many quarterbacks in the league right now have 25 touchdowns and nine picks. Actually, forget the picks. I don't know how many quarterbacks right now have 25 touchdowns. I don't think Stafford does. I don't think Jackson does. I'm talking about some of the considered pretty good quarterbacks right now that are way younger don't have 25 touchdowns. I mean, some we should have looked up, but um, wish we had stat guys. That'd be so much easier. <laughs> hey, John, look that up on your phone real quick. All right, so here's a question, and this may be a dumb question, but I like to ask dumb questions, so uh, stay consistent. Did you see any of Taysom, Taysom Hill on Sunday? I did not. You didn't watch it. I did not. I missed that game. Yeah, I, I watched uh, parts of it and and was was pretty excited. I had I had picked him up in a in a fantasy football league and then had him in a daily league. I was excited about his his prospect. Wait, did you play him in the tight end spot in the in the daily fantasy? No, okay. no, no. See, no. I did. I, I was. Yeah, I didn't think you were. You, I think you were allowed on FanDuel, but you weren't on DraftKings. FanDuel. I put him in one of the lineups I had. He was my tight end, which I thought was genius. Wow. But then. Of the 600 people in that, in that entry, 599 had him at the tight end spot as well. Have. Absolutely. Oh, it was genius. You've got a quarterback playing in the tight end spot. He's going to get points. Yeah. That, that, the draft, or FanDuel shouldn't have allowed that. Actually, I just saw earlier today, a couple hours ago, that uh, there's other leagues as well. ESPN, I think, they've now removed him. There were multiple leagues that had him as tight end flexibility. That's no longer. He's only a quarterback now in all the leagues across the board. Which makes sense. He's not a tight end. Yeah, no, no, that's 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 a good thing. He shouldn't be eligible for fantasy football as a tight end right now. But but it, it, moving forward, I mean, it looks like he might have several opportunities to start several games. And he is so athletic. Oh man! And he did a good job of managing and not turning the ball over on Sunday. 
Uh, he definitely passes the eye test for rushing yards. He's I, got I thought, a good I thought arm he was going to have 100 plus rushing yards. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he did have two rushing touchdowns. He right? did. He did. So, so yeah, I think I think he can definitely keep the ship afloat while Drew gets his ribs back in place. Is, what is the? Does he have like 10 or 11 fractured ribs right now? I think it's 11 ribs, and didn't his lung get punctured too? I, I think, think so. And you got to yeah. think, not that it, even at 25, that's no fun. But he's what 41, 42. That can't feel good. And the recovery time has got to be. So here's a question. They're eight and two. I mean, didn't how many games did Breeze miss last year? Five or six, and Bridgewater came in and managed, and then they came back to Breeze. Eight and two. Breeze is one of the greatest of all time. If Taysom Hill plays really well, I mean, would you even consider not playing Breeze, or would you just put Breeze back in and keep Taysom in his role that he just kind of plays all over? You got to play Breeze. I mean, Taysom Hill is a, a weapon. He, yeah. so you can still keep him on the field, you know, and he can he can throw the ball, which is I don't think people were expecting. I mean, we've we've seen him come in in like a wildcat formation and throw a really nice pass for a touchdown. Yep, but yep. He's consistent, which yeah. is crazy, right? But when you got Drew Brees, I, I think like John said, it's it's a slam dunk. You get him in there, toss the ball to Michael Thomas all day long, and 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 run the offense because I think I think the offense is better off with Taysom Hill and his gadget role, and maybe he gets a little more of that. But you got to, I think you got to go with Brees. Yeah, I think so too. It'd be it'd be fun to like the thought of Taysom. Is, is he's exciting to watch, but I don't know if it's best for yeah. the Saints. Yeah, if you're a Saints fan and it's playoff yeah. time, I mean, what do you really want? It's exciting, but you probably want experience in there. Even if they're the same quality level, you don't disrespect one of the best quarterbacks no. in history he's, who's currently going like toe-to-toe with Brady for in, in some statistical yeah. categories for right. all-time. All-time touchdowns. You, you just can't. Touchdowns. I mean, you'd yep. get... The fan base would be pissed. Yeah, yeah. his experience alone and, yeah, down the stretch. I, I agree. I just... Again, I just, it's an interesting question, but I think if you can, I wonder if Peyton will find different ways. Maybe Taysom Hill will get more opportunities because you watch the guy. It's funny. He gets like maybe four or five snaps a game, but every time you're like, he stands out though. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. In limited action. He's extremely fast. And, and really, I think the question is moving forward. If this is Breeze's last year, which I think a lot of folks think it is, or maybe next year, he's, he's, he's very close to being done. Can Taysom Hill be a starting quarterback for five years or more moving forward after this? Well, what's interesting is they signed Winston, Winston I think, to it. It was an okay contract. And Breeze gets hurt, and they just, everybody thought Winston was going to start, and they go right to Taysom, which kind of goes to show, I mean... He brought Winston in to be the backup, and he didn't get the opportunity to start. Yeah, I heard one of the announcers, I think the other day, said uh, that they were talking to Sean Payton prior to the injury, and Payton had said that if, if it was a mid-game injury to Breeze, they would put Winston to finish it out, and if they had a full week to game plan, then the starting quarterback would be Taysom Hill. And so that held, held Hill true. Hill can just do things, especially with Payton's creativity, that Winston cannot do. Well, the Breeze cannot do. That's why he's in so many packages, or a lot of packages at the goal line, especially. So I guess that makes sense. Just real quick, did you guys see Burrow's injury and how nasty that was? Oh, it's gruesome. Oh, man, and he shredded, his, he shredded his knee. Oh, all over the place, I'm sure. Left, right, and center. Oh, it was, it's, it's uh, what is it, ACL, MCL, PCL. Like, it looked, it's, it's it looked like one of those bad ones. But here's the interesting thing. So, Washington, if you go back to some of the most gruesome leg injuries in the history of football, remember Lawrence Taylor hit Namath? Joe, yeah, or is it Theisman or Namath? Theisman. But that game was in Washington. RG3's career essentially ended. Remember that play? He, RG3's career, bad knee injury. And, but what I'm saying in Washington, Thaisen was a Washington quarterback, but the game happened in Washington. RG3, Washington quarterback, the game happened in Washington. Alex Smith almost, again, lost his leg, lost his life. That injury happened while the Redskins quarterback, but in that stadium in Washington. Allen, who, who, uh, who got hurt a couple weeks ago? Allen for the Redskins. What's his first name? Josh. Not oh, Josh. Oh, oh, uh, Allen for the Redskins. Uh, yeah, he was starting a couple weeks ago before Smith got back in. I can't think of his first name. Uh... Kyle Allen. Kyle. Jacked up his knee. Didn't Adrian Peterson tear his ACL and MCL get... Was it there? In Washington. 
Was, is that what it was? Yeah. Is that, was, yeah. Was it Washington? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is you've got – I'm talking about like they need to change the turf. They need to change the turf in Washington. Yeah. I'm talking like. about devastating knee injuries, leg injuries to Washington quarterbacks. I mean, we've named Theismann. We've named RG3, Smith, Allen. But Burrow, he doesn't play with the Redskins, but it happened in Washington. I'm Honestly, there's some voodoo. There's something going on. I, it's the weirdest thing because these are some significant injuries – Constantly happening in, in, in Washington. They need to choose a team name. I think that's the problem. Probably part that's of probably, it. That's probably oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Even though... <laughs> what do you name <laughs> your team, though? That's a whole other discussion. Right, right. Well, yeah. we could probably... we could Because I'm sure they're listening to this right now. And they oh, would yeah. take our advice. We could probably come up with some names. That, I mean, I don't know. We could probably Maybe throw some out there. Next, next episode, we'll do some brainstorming. We should. Mm-hmm. We should. I don't think on the spot. We're not creative enough to do it on the fly like that. Right. I could give you some, some stats, though, from what we were talking about with touchdowns. Brady is currently fourth in the league. And touchdown behind Mahomes with 27, Rodgers with 29, and Wilson with 30. He's fourth hmm. right now. Fourth in the league. That's oh. crazy. That's yeah. Now they're loaded on offense. They're loaded. Loaded. I mean, he was really going after Brown last night. Time and time. I think I heard uh, Antonio Brown's getting 22% of the targets. And, and uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but if you think about that. Godwin. But think about Gronk. it. You, you got a guy that's not mobile. His arm, his, his, his arm has never been the strongest, but it's nowhere near what it was, which is uh, expected his age. Brown, shifty, over the middle, to the side. That's perfect for Brady. I, I would think Brown is going to have a significant impact and put up some decent numbers moving forward because of Brady's style of play right now. Brady is fifth in the league in rushing touchdowns. Ah, as a quarterback. For, for, oh, for quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Sure. He's got two or three. He he still. A couple. Really? He's ahead of Lamar Jackson. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's, he's tied with... But he's, but hold on, hold on. He's, he's tied, tied with Jackson Lamar rushing Jackson. Touchdowns? Uh, that's hilarious. Now, that's a funny statistic. He's tied with Taysom Hill. No, hold on. How, we, how many rushing touchdowns does he have? Three. Brady has three? Yep. Allen, Allen and Wentz have five. Yeah, it's funny. He's done that his whole career. Uh, like on fourth and ones, too, not necessarily in the red zone. You know, he gets the first down, and he'll he'll snap it and just stick his head down and, and I think go. he's trying to prove something this year, because they're all, they're all one-yard, you know, like plunges. Sure. But... You remember that, <laughs> that pitch pass last year or two years ago where he missed? Oh, he, he was he, wide he, open he and dropped, flat. He <laughs> dropped and tripped over his own feet. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it wasn't as, as right, funny we'll, as Daniel Jones, but we'll stop picking good. on Tom. Tommy. No. Well, we've discovered he eats grass and he's clearly the goat. So <laughs> it's, it's understandable that you want to pick on the goat quarterback when you're Chiefs. Oh, no, I want you guys to honestly later on look up his diet, okay. and maybe we should try it. Pretty strict. No, yeah, yeah. strict. I don't even. I, I don't even know what it. I don't. It's the weird. Whatever. I'm not going to give up Arby's. I just. Yeah, curly fries are amazing. Yeah. Um, Justin Herber. I think he is. I'm. I'm a big fan of that guy. Just I, I drafted him in a dynasty league, which in the second round I think was genius on my part because this year I've been making uh, very good decisions in fantasy. But I think that was a good one. But no, just him playing the AFC West, you know, uh, following him a little bit. I think he's really, really good. And actually, a stat on him, I think he has twenty something touchdowns right now. Maybe twenty one, twenty two, twenty two and six. Solid. He is the fastest rookie quarterback in the history of football to get to 20 touchdowns in the, in the fewest amount of games mm. in the history of football. He's the fat he's played. What has he played? Cause I don't think he played the, his first start was week two against Kansas city. Yep. So he, what is that? What's, what has he played? Eight games, maybe nine games, eight or nine games. He has 22 touchdowns, but he's the fastest rookie in the history of football to get to 20. Now touchdowns. Keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes didn't play much in his rookie he year. Just played his last game. Otherwise he would have thrown 55 or yeah, 60. Probably, exactly. 73, whatever. But uh, no, but you're, no, you're right. Mahomes didn't start to the final game, but, but there's a lot. I mean, Peyton Manning, uh, you talk about there's really good quarterbacks that fastest quarter, rookie quarterback to ever get to 20 touchdowns. Now, again, that's a random stat, but he's playing really, really well. And he looks, he's big. He's got a strong arm. He's poised. He's mobile. Yeah. Like, 
I think if you're the Chargers, you're thrilled with what you're seeing out of him. Yeah, your season's kind of crap, and you lose games in the craziest ways, but I think you found... I don't ever want to throw around franchise quarterback too much. Right. I think he's their, I think he's the guy. He's, he's good. He looks great out there. He passes the eye test for sure. But, but like you said, it's, it's, hard. it's a little early in his career to anoint him as a super stud or a franchise quarterback, right? I think back to Carson Wentz. I was so high on him in the first couple of years. And he looked phenomenal as, as a first and second year quarterback. But now you see a few years under his belt. You get a, a porous offensive line. You get smashed a few times. Your confidence starts to slip. So I think it's a little early to, to, to think of him as a, as a top, top tier guy. Uh, but absolutely, it's promising. And it would be exciting to have him as a quarterback. I think you know a guy's a... Franchise quarterback, if he can have a successful sophomore year, like a Josh Allen. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. He had a great rookie year. Murray. He's, he's yeah. Murray. Murray, Murray's the real yeah. deal. I take him all day long. He's really yeah, there's good. there's some guys that are just like, of course. No, I think that's a great point about the sophomore year. I'm actually going to double down on Herbert and say that I think in the next, I think in two years. Well, I guess when you say somebody's the best quarterback in the league, what does that mean? I could say, you could say he's the best quarterback, and that could, you could have eight guys in your top as best. I could have, I could say the best, I could say three. I think in two years, Justin Herbert is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm talking top five. Top five? I think in two years, not next season, I think in a couple years, we'll be talking about Herbert as being one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. That's my, that's my, yeah, no, 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 that's, no, that's, 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 that's crazy. No, I, it definitely sounds out there. And maybe I, listen, maybe he's in the AFC West. So I've seen him a little bit. I drafted him at Dynasty League. I might be getting a little too excited. Now, listen, I don't, uh, he, he's going to be around for a while. That means him and Mahomes are going to have some battles. I don't know. And I could be very wrong because I'm wrong on a lot of things. But I, I think he's, I think he's going to end up being one of the better quarterbacks in the league in only a few years. That's my opinion, even though I know I'd be in the, the minority on that one. I, I don't think it's out of bounds. I think five no. might be a little rich. I'd say top ten, top, top five. I mean, in a hurry, you can rattle off yeah, three or four that you're confident will do better, right? Should, or Russell Wilson uh, and, and Mahomes, and then you think about I, some of these I, young guys. I should have said ten, but it just, I was like, you know what? I'm going all in with this one. Yep. And 20 seconds later, I, I want to take that back. But you know what? I'm sticking to it. No, that's fair. That's top fair. Five. Awesome. Well, if, you, if you go by, let's call it, just look at fantasy points. Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Herbert. Herbert. Oh, really? Yeah. Just fantasy? Wow. And so that he's, was seventh he's, he's already right there. <laughs> he's missed one game or he played one less game. Right. Hmm. Oh, and it's funny, though. So he's just got to get past Watson. Rodgers is always going to be there if he's playing mm-hmm. and healthy. Allen's going to be a... A staple in the top five. Oh, that's that's funny. That, that that's fantasy football, which is completely different from real or different from real football. But I would agree that those I have almost all those same guys ahead of him as far as where they would be. In well, a of years. I guess in two years, Mahomes, you know, Wilson, Murray. What about Dak? Josh Allen, Allen, a healthy Dak. Yeah, that's a good point. He yeah. was on. A, forgot he about was on Dak. pace no, this year. To great. Go no, crazy. that's true. Five might have been. A little bit of a stretch, but I wanted to kind of go out there on a limb, and so. But yeah, you're you're right though, because those quarterbacks we just named aren't going anywhere in two years. So, and you wouldn't be shocked. To, well, I wouldn't be shocked to see a, a Tua or a, a somebody a rookie this year, right? In two years from now, thinking, well, that was somebody blowing up as a as a first or second year guy too. So, well, here's a question yeah. though: counter for those guys. And again, again, where we get caught in the moment, right? Like you're you're in the moment. It's like in sports, it's win for me now. You get caught in the moment. Do you think? And I know you're a big Tua fan. Do you think the Dolphins regret not taking Justin Herbert? Because they could have had Justin Herbert. Do you think they regret that? No. Too early, or just not in general. Tua, Tua is a he's a winner, man. He's he's gonna be good. Yep. I think I think with, with some more time, it, his his passing accuracy, I think, is is very uncommon, and and he's he's mobile enough, and it, he needs some experience. But I, yeah, I think he's too good to. Yeah, I I know you're a uh, Adam. I know you're a, a Tua fan. I, I like Tua. 
I've been saying this entire time, I think that they should have been sticking with Fitzpatrick because I think that they're ahead of schedule, but I think it gives them the best chance to make the playoffs. I know Tua was benched on Sunday because he wasn't playing well and, and Fitz you know, didn't lead him to the win. But six and four, you're right in the playoff race. If you're the Dolphins right now, not for the future, with six games remaining trying to make the playoffs, do you roll with Tua or Fitzpatrick? I would go with Fitzpatrick, but what do you guys think? Just the next six games to try to get in the playoffs. I think Fitzpatrick, I, there's, no, there's no real negative to, to let Tua sit back and, and learn a little bit as a, you know, as a rookie. So Fitzpatrick is, he's good. He's not bad. He just, he's not going to go win you the, the AFC title, but he's, he's in the he's playoffs. A gunslinger and, and fun to watch. And you're right. Experience, you know, often wins out. So if they're just thinking about trying to win now, uh, that probably is the best answer. But I, I, I too like, I like, I like Tua enough to where I feel like there's a lot of value in giving him those reps, you know, these next couple of games and then, the, and then possibly crack into the playoffs and have that little first experience. But unlikely that they're a Super Bowl contender now, part of me would want to keep Tua in there to give him the experience. But no, I agree with John and, and you sounds like are in the same boat that, that it would be a, a Fitz Magic who would probably take him the furthest. Well, I think, I think also it's a little telling too that he was, you know, he, they, they won his first two starts. His first game, he didn't play very well. I think he had like 90-some passing yards, but they won. A couple defensive touchdowns. The week before last, he, he played better, but they were 2-0 and going into this game as him starting. Denver's defense, even though their offense isn't playing well, they have a lot of injuries, their D's playing well, and, and, and Mile Higher and Vesco, the altitude, it's a tough place to play. But they pulled Tua in like a 7- or 10-point game. I mean, that's a little telling. It, it is. It's a little telling of kind of what they think as well. You pulled him in a game you still could have won. He wasn't playing well, but he was 2-0. and you, you Surprisingly, I mean, I think even though you like Tua, you were surprised they benched him, or benched Fitzpatrick for Tua, and then you go back. I just think it's... Uh, I don't think this isn't like college where you can keep going back and forth and making it work, but to pull in mid game like that, I think it's a sign they might feel more comfortable with Fitzpatrick. I think he was at like 85 or 87 yards in the fourth quarter when they pulled him. Is that what it was? It, was, it, was, it, was, it was sub 100. Ooh. Not, not strong. Well, didn't, didn't Fitzpatrick finish with more passing yards? Actually, and I know it's not Did the he? whole story, but I think he finished with more passing yards in one quarter. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I could, could be, be wrong. I'm sure, it could be. All right, so I want to go with a quick, bold prediction in the NFC, and it's against, you guys aren't going to like this because it's, I don't know if the Bears, or the, who, who do you just like more, the Bears or the Packers? Packers. Bears. Oh, oh, oh that's interesting. Oh, this is good. I hate the Bears. I hate the, okay. I hate the Bears. By far, like not. Maybe it's because I don't mind watching Rodgers. He's just fun to watch. Yeah, sure. And I've got relatives that are Packers fans, and mm. they're not annoying, so... Mm. I've got the opposite. I've got some <laughs> family members that are Packer fans, and they are annoying. <laughs> okay, so that, that was well, that was great. That was a great response. So I think they're seven to three right now. Blew a double digit second half lead to the Colts. I think the Packers are going to win out based off their schedule. They're seven to three. I say the Packers are going to finish thirteen and three in the regular season. And here's the thing: I'm not. They're good. They're way better than I thought they're going to be. I'm still not super sold on Green Bay. I don't think they're going to come out of the conference and the, uh, go to the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to win out and finish 13-3. and three. That's my bold yeah, prediction. They're, they're only, the only winning record team they play is the Titans. Is that, where's that game at? Green Bay. Green Bay. Mm. I mean, there's no fans. December but still. 27th. Yeah. Otherwise, the Bears twice. Mm. The Lions. I think mm. it's still a pretty Eagles. bold, it's a bold prediction. I think it's pretty bold. Well, especially because I'm not, I'm not that sold on them, but yeah. Would, would I put money down? Not a significant amount, but I put some money down. They'll go. They'll they'll win out the yeah. the regular season. I'd take you on that bet. It's fifty fifty. Do, do they oh, win yeah. the NFC? Shoot, maybe we should. Should we just do we make a bet? 
the problem is I'm not the problem is I'm not a I'm not a Packers fan by any means, and I, I don't think they're better than I thought, but I still don't think they're gonna come out of the NFC. But for some reason I just think they're gonna run the table. I don't know. So maybe we should make a little bet. Well, I'd, I'd take that all day long, just again because of the <sighs> statistical likelihood yeah, that the odds they'll, are they'll, they'll, my they'll fumble a game to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll screw something up along the way. Hmm. I would think the math once what you, you think, once John? you wait six you're, games, you're the neutral party. Give, give him like three or four to one. Oh, three to four. Would you give me three to four? Would like you do that? Twenty bucks. Uh, twenty three, bucks. I'll give you three, three to one. one. Done. So, so you win all sixty right. if they go if they go all out, and you give me twenty if they don't. Fine. I know. It's, I know people listening. It's like, well, that's a not a big bet, but we can't. I mean, hey. can't get too crazy with it. No, we then, saw, then, then all saw, of our we, other side bets. Yeah, we have fantasy gambling. All the side bets. Absolutely. We got to ration out our gambling money. Exactly. Got to keep it small. So right now the Bears sit one game ahead of the Vikings for that chase for the seventh seed, two games behind Arizona. That would be that would basically eliminate Chicago potentially if Green Bay did that. Yeah, that's why I thought the Vikings winning on Sunday because they beat the Bears. It would have put the Vikings in the eighth spot, only one game out. So, yeah, I thought I, I was excited for you guys, especially hoping to have you guys on because you know could have been talking about the Vikings being one game out of the playoffs. And then their couple next couple games. Crazy. There's still a chance. Oh, Arizona, it's not Arizona's over yet. got a tough sk- They play the Rams twice yet. No, it's not over they yet. They play the Patriots. They're not great, but they could beat you. Here's the thing if the Vikings win the next two games and get to six and six, it wouldn't be shocking at six and six if they're still only one game out at that point, if they win the next two games. It wouldn't be. I mean, are you really sold on Arizona? I mean, Murray's great, but are you sold on the Cardinals as a team? I mean, I, I think they have a much better chance to, to get to the playoffs, and I think they're going to take that last seed. I don't know. Well, yeah, they yeah. definitely have a better chance than the Vikings because they're two games up. But, but yeah, I think, if the, I think if the Vikings could have won on Sunday, would they have made the playoffs? I don't know, but it would have made it really interesting, you know, for sure. You know it would be a bold prediction, picking any of the top six in the NFC right now to be in the Super Bowl? Because I honestly think it's a toss-up. I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite. Yes, Green Bay could win their last remaining games, but I could see them losing, except, sorry, top five. Seattle, I could see them making a run in the playoffs. Tampa Bay could make a run in the playoffs. Even the Cardinals could if they made it. Uh, New Orleans, you just don't know what the quarterback spot there. Rams are playing good. The Rams are playing well. You should click on, click on Seattle's schedule quick. I know we re- their defense isn't very good, and but look at their schedule right now. Eagles. Yep. Giants. Jets. Okay. Washington. Can you name those Rams four? Rams and yeah. Niners. No, but can you name those those next four? I would four put games? more money on Seattle winning. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's interesting. No, it's interesting. No, 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 it's interesting because I actually my bold prediction was gonna be the Seahawks and Packers are both gonna both win out. Went out. But I was like, nah, that's too much. That's getting really so then bold. I was like, all right, which one do I choose? I the the Rams are a tough out, out out for the for the Seahawks that defense, but I I saw the Seahawks next four games. Can you read that again? Eagles, Giants, Jets, Washington Football Club. Wow, they're likely going to be eleven and three before the final two games. Yeah, I mean, that's, really, that's a safe, that's a, feels like a pretty safe bet. Yeah, so that defense is horrible, but you know you've got the Saints, Packers, and and uh, Seahawks right now fighting for home field. What's All your right. what's your bold in the AFC? The, oh, that Cleveland at seven and three and a game up isn't going to make the playoffs. So they're seven to three, a game up in the playoffs. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll be left out. That's my bold AFC prediction. Mine's not that bold, but I, I think Miami makes the playoffs and maybe wins a game. Ooh, really? I mean, it's all about matchups, but really, I don't I like know why. That. I like that. Hold they, on, hold they, on. Before this last week, I think they had won four or five straight. But you, so they're so kind of they're just a I don't know. So okay, interesting team. But if they get in, what do you think they'd be like the seventh seed? Maybe depends. It depends how many they can pick up here. Because, like I said, the third seed and down, seven and three. 
they're six and four. Yeah. I mean, they could get third seed still easily. They play Buffalo the last game of the year. Buffalo currently is, is winning the tiebreaker with the four teams that are seven and three. But I'm saying Cleveland but, is one of those teams. But Miami and Buffalo play in the same division. Miami's a game out. You said mm, they can get the three seed. They played right. the last game of the year. That's right. So hmm. they've got the Jets. This is Miami. Jets, Bengals. Ooh. Chiefs. That's a it's a loss, of course. Patriots. Raiders, Bills. So tough last three games. Yeah. Two games. But if they can win these next two against the Jets and Bengals get to eight and four, it gives them a little cushion there. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, do you have a board? I would love to see Miami have some success and win a playoff game and it be Fitzpatrick. He's fun to watch. I have a, uh, I have a soft spot for the Dolphins and Fitzpatrick. You guys probably don't know this, but last year, the finale, the Chiefs had to beat the Chargers. And the Patriots had to lose at home to the Dolphins mm. to get a bye. All the Patriots had to do was beat the Dolphins at home, and it didn't matter what Kansas City did. Chiefs beat the Chargers, and like a minute later, Fitzpatrick leads the Dolphins on a long drive in New England, throws a touchdown, I think, to Gasecki with like 20 seconds left, and the Chiefs end up getting a bye. Mm. But it changed their whole trajectory in the playoffs. They would have been the three seed playing in the wild card round, and if they won, had to go to New England in the next round. Chiefs got a bye. Ravens end up losing in their game, so the Chiefs get, the, you know, air, playoffs come through Arrowhead. So Fitzpatrick, love him because of that. But then where was the Super Bowl last year? It was in Miami. So I've definitely got a little soft spot for Miami. Right. because. So anyway, I don't, I don't mind the Dolphins. Yeah, it's understandable. Chiefs Nation. Let's got go little, Fitzpatrick. Got a, little, got a little love for them. Uh, my, my soft spot was I had my favorite jacket when I was a kid was my starter jacket of the Dolphins. <laughs> nice. Starter. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Those those awesome. Oh, my gosh. Those big, heavy, baggy. It wasn't even a Dolphins fan, but I just love that jacket. You had, you had a Dolphins starter? There. Yeah. I had a Merino jersey. I think my mom got it at a garage sale. But <laughs> what's, that's where I got all my clothes. Oh, Stern. <laughs> dolphins. It's like the something about Miami, though. Because, like, remember the Hurricanes back in the day? They were a great oh, yeah. college team, but everybody had Hurricane stuff. Everybody had Hurricane from. stuff. Yeah, starter. I mean, we should bring, we should bring those Dan back. Dan Marino with one of the best cameo acting jobs oh. in Ace Ventura. 100%. Do, do, Another soft spot. Oh, one of my favorite one of my favorite lines, and I, I'm going to butcher this. No, it's funny you say that because one of my favorite lines is when they're driving to the car, they've got their heads out the window, and he's like, is it Ace chewing the gum? Or no, he's like, Ace, does he ask, doesn't he ask him for a piece of gum or something? And Ace is like, that's none of your damn, or about, that's none of your damn business, and I appreciate you staying on my personal affairs. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. I know I butchered that line, but that's one of the funniest lines in that movie. Oh, man, that's hysterical. All right, so let's get to some fantasy talk here quick. And I'll just get this out of the way because... <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I mean, and I may have started running my mouth this week. So so we're all three in a fantasy league together. And John, his fantasy team is currently 10-1, and one, and it is loaded. His bench would be like a number three seed, top three seed, probably the two or three seed in our league. He beat me this week. It was like, it'd be like five points or something, right? Uh, oh, was it that? 100. Oh, I wasn't close? <laughs> wow. Oh, I must have looked at that wrong. No, wait, you didn't beat me like 125 to 120? No, I was by a yeah, 77. Was, okay, okay. Well, your team, yeah, that was, okay. So I got smacked around. John's 10 and 1. He's won like nine in a row. I was running my mouth this week. It got absolutely obliterated. <laughs> now I'm the eight seed, hoping to get in. But I want to ask you guys a couple questions. Do you right now, off the top of your head, know who is the top fantasy quarterback right now? Do you guys have any idea who the top fantasy quarterback is? I think it's Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson. It's Kyler Murray. He has 10 rushing touchdowns. I think he only has like three more points than Mahomes, but he has 10 rushing touchdowns. All right, who is the top fantasy back? You guys should both get this. Dalvin Cook. Got to be Dalvin. Kamara. What? Nah. 
No, he's, I like, don't think th- he's like tenor, on Yahoo. I'm sorry, this is Yahoo. On Yahoo? Yahoo PPR. PPR. I'm going because I guess somebody could be like, wait, not in our league. This right, is right, right, right. PPR Yahoo. Non PPR, Delvin is about 40 points up on him. Or, yeah, 40. But in our PPR league, in our Yahoo league, which is PPR, I think Kamara's about 10 points up on him. Well, he's a, he's a full blown wide receiver, right? I mean, he, he gets seven, eight, nine, ten targets a game. But in a standard league, you'd, you'd definitely rather have Cook than yeah. Kamara, for sure. But in our, in our, the three, the, the Yahoo league that the three of us are in, did you look that up? Am I right? Or was I wrong on that? No, you're right. Kamara, about, about 10 points or something? No, Fair actually, enough. this is our league. No, it's not. This is a non-PPR. Yeah, you're right. Who, who is the top wide receiver? Again, PPR Yahoo. This is a little trickier. Diggs? Keenan Allen? Those are both good guesses. Uh, Devontae? Devontae Adams. And he missed two games. Devontae Adams, and he oh, missed wait. two games. Two games? It's actually Tyreek. Devontae's right there, but... Tyreek, yeah, that makes sense. Tyreek, Devontae... Wait, Tyreek's one? DK. DK Metcalf's three? Oh, I, I need to go to the PPR. I knew, I knew Hill was up there. Oh, you're doing the... Yeah. I think PPR, I think it's Devontae over sure. Hill by, by maybe 10 points. That makes sense. He, gets, he gets peppered with targets. But, he, but my point is he missed two games, and he's still... He's the one receiver that I feel like is completely matchup proof. It just doesn't matter what cornerback's on him, who they're playing. And the thing is, you know, Lazard's solid, but he's missed a lot of games. It's not like Green Bay. I know that Scantling guy makes some plays here and there. You know it's going to add up. They so don't he, have other targets. No. And, 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 you know, you got to preface that with Aaron Rodgers there because Aaron Rodgers will force feed him, force feed him, force feed him. But with that different quarterback, I mean, is he, is he as dominant or does he separate himself from the field as much? But look at this, though. I know that's a very Murray's well. Murray's I think so. He's one of the best yeah. route runners in the league. Yeah. Unfortunately, his hands are incredible. You, Fair enough. One on one, he, I think he's the toughest matchup in the league. But we're talking about this. Murray's what three or four points ahead of Mahomes. You've got Kamara maybe ten points ahead of Cook. You've got Adams eight ten points ahead of Hill, and then you've got the tight end position. And Kelsey <laughs> is about sixty points ahead of the next tight end. Crazy huge advantage to have him. I mean, usually I think that's the case where tight ends are are tougher to find one that you want to play every week. It's, there's Kelsey, and then there's a lot of space. And then I'm going to guess Darren Waller after that. And, then, and then I think there's probably some more space before you start to get to guys like Andrews and other. I will say, though, in terms of fantasy, this is the, that I can remember the weakest tight end field it's ever been, I feel like, or the weakest overall the tight end position has been. Yeah, especially once Kittle got hurt. Yeah, I mean, fantasy-wise, unless you have a you know, top two or three tight end, if you're on a bye week, your tight end's on a bye, or you have an injury to the tight end, there's not a lot of guys in the waiver wire that I'm confident picking up that, that are going to get. My tight end last week got me two points that I picked up because of a bye. A lot of the top names, you know, the, before the season started, a lot of people were excited about John O. Smith and Gasecki, mm-hmm. uh, Higby, who ended last year on an incredible tear, and they just changed their offense. All those guys that people were excited about are, are not performing. It really is just Kelsey. And John, and, 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 you, and you've got Kelsey, you've got Cook, you've got Tom Brady, Diggs, Brady, uh, Justin Boyan, Jefferson, Tyler Boyd, Jefferson, Carson's on my bench. Uh, oh, Chris Carson's, Carson's on your bench. bench. He's Good got David Lord. Montgomery too. I mean, hand, handcuff picked up Hyde. Uh, Montgomery's on my bench. He's been average. CD Lamb. Yeah. All right, so Beedling. All right, so all right. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's make another bet here. We got the, we got the you know, $20 or $60 for me on the Packers. Yep. Okay, John's 10-1. and one, Two weeks left in the regular season. Eight teams make our playoffs. The fielder, John, winning our championship. And, and uh, our fantasy is, there, is there a buy? Does he get a buy? No. There's no, no, there's no buys? There's no buy. Eight teams? Eight so, teams so make he it. He, he's playing around one. So he has to win four games. Three. Three, he has to win three games three to games. win it all. Three games. I'll take the field. I, I like his team, but I'll take okay. the field. I was gonna. I was gonna say that too. Yeah. How much are we betting? <laughs> well, not <laughs> three to one. No, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't 
bet on John because I'm, I'm probably gonna, I might play him in round one. Right. You guys um, need to bet against me. That helps my odds. Yes. I think. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, but you're not gonna bet on your own. T- if we take I the can't. field, you're not gonna bet on your own team. I mean, I, I should. Yeah, but then you'll jinx Fantasy. yourself. Yeah. And how, how did the Vikings schedule look in in weeks uh, 13, 14, 15? That'd be a variable because he's got Cook and he's got Jefferson. Probably both will be starters through the playoffs. Two injuries though, and I'm average. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, right. 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 Well, that's one of the most dominant fantasy teams I've ever seen in the 18 years I've done fantasy or 20 years, whatever it's been. 10 and 1, and you're like 200 points, had the next closest guy. I mean, yeah, you're, your you're roster is loaded. Destroying the league. Yeah. I, I, here's the deal. When I started talking trash midweek, it, I, it, it <laughs> felt good, though. It felt good. Well, yeah, yeah. You had DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. I mean, that's a good starting <laughs> you know, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, on you, paper, your projected was only like a 30-point loss. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It, yeah, that's good. That's true. And it was, what, a 60, 70-point loss? That was good. No, but it's like, it's like, it's like FanDuel. <laughs> it's like FanDuel, how who sets a lineup at FanDuel or DraftKings and doesn't click save or whatever or submit and doesn't feel like, I'm going to win some money today. We've talked about this, yeah. right? We've talked about this. I felt... I felt all right about it though. Like I felt, I felt like I had a chance, and then I didn't realize how good your team was. But yeah, you did have a chance. Well, yeah. Tell you never know. No, tell eleven fifty nine on Sunday. I could lose round one. That's the thing. FanDuel, DraftKings, you set a lineup. It's like noon. You're like, okay, I'm gonna follow this, and by one o'clock, an hour in, you're so far out, it's not even close. It was like twelve forty three, and I think I was already. It was already over. Yeah, you were getting smoked right out of the gates. Quarter of the games, and I was done. So. Anyway, anything else? Any? I got one or two quick okay, trivia okay, questions for go. you. I know we probably got to get wrapping it up, but uh, your, your memory is always amazing. And uh, I've got two questions, but I'll throw in a third just to see how you do out of three questions. Okay. So, uh, 1995 Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, boy. Okay. They went 13-3. and three. Yeah. They had uh, Gannon and Marcus Allen that year, the best record in the NFL. They lost a divisional round mm-hmm. to the Colts. Yep. It was a really cold day, apparently, negative nine wind chill. Yeah. In that game... They missed three field goals. Lynn Elliott. You got the answer correct. Lynn Elliott. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh uh, what was the score of that game as Ten to seven. question number two? Isn't that amazing? He remembers the score That's of the right. game. Yeah. Dear, that, that was a game in nineteen ninety five. He remembers Chiefs the score. Were, Chiefs were thirteen and three. They were eight and at home. Best record. I think the only undefeated team at home. And they scored the first touchdown seven nothing. It was a blistering cold day and they lost. Yeah, he missed three field goals. Isn't that incredible? Ten to seven. So, so two for two. Okay, now that's a big game in your in your history. I, oh, I wonder, it's crushing. Uh, I was yeah, like thirteen to fourteen. Was, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that you remember the score of the game yeah. to me is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, John, but you could rattle off any Super Bowl, Super Bowl five, Super Bowl fifteen, and he'll tell you the score and who won. That was no so that crazy. was that was a that was a good yeah, Lynn Elliott. All right, you're two for two. Because you got the score game right. That was the second question. It was, it was the kicker it's and incredible. the score. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Third question. Okay. The two thousand Kansas City Chiefs. They were seven and nine. Oh uh, just prior to that game, I'm not, not, that's part of that season. Prior to that season, in the off season, they lost a nine-time Pro Bowler to a car accident. Oh yeah, that. Well, Derek Thomas. Yeah, that's not really a question. Though. No. Okay. I knew oh. that. Okay. So that was a <laughs> that, that was a that was a dick thing to do though. Yeah. <laughs> You're a reminder. You're crushing, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 But so 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 in that same off season, the Chiefs drafted a wide receiver in the fifth round who ended up making it to the Pro Bowl. In 2000, they drafted a wide receiver who made it to the Pro Bowl. Wait, they okay? Can you say that? fifth? Yep, yep. Fifth round pick wider in the in, in two thousand. The, they drafted a wide receiver who ended up making at least one Pro Bowl. Oh, and man, I can see him sorting through files. In his fifth brain. round, I know. Nicole. Oh man! Wait, two thousand fifth round? Fifth round pick wide 2000. receiver. Two thousand, and this was the year they were seven and nine. Yep. Man, that's man. You're making me go way back. Two thousand. Probably you graduate high school that year. I did. Okay, I did. So think back to those days. I should. Things, well, are, pro- well, things are probably foggy. I might have been. Uh, <laughs> Well, some other things I was focused on as well at that time. Uh-huh. Um, foggy is probably... Um, no. Um, 
2000, shoot, 2005th round. You want another? Quote? How many? Do you, okay, and he made a Pro Bowl. The, he like, made he made at least one Pro Bowl. I didn't check how many, if any. Question's a little tricky, intentional. Oh man, this is a good one. Gal, I can't even. I I, I came from Texas A and M is where he came from. That probably doesn't help. No, you know what? You're stumping me because I, I can't think of who they took in the fifth round that year and one Pro Bowl. Because I'm I'm thinking of receivers, but I know it wasn't them that made a Pro Bowl. Was ever. he with the team for a while? He was with the team for a few years. He was really, really. Oh, oh, was it Dante Hall? Got it, Dante oh, Hall. Yes. Nice, nicely yes, done. Yes, Dante Hall. Dante oh, Hall. Oh, Oh man. Oh, you know, you it, think of him more as a return man. Yeah, the tricky part me. is when you said receiver. You said receiver. That was good. He was a wide receiver. He, he, barely, he barely played, though. Right, right. He was, he was a special teams guy. Yeah. He went to the Pro that, Bowl. That was, was a special team. See, but that was a good trick question because you said wide receiver. So my mind was like, wide receiver, wide receiver. But yeah, he did go to AM return. That you still a, got it right. That was that impressive. Was great, great. You remember watching some film on him? His, his human joystick. That guy was amazing. Uh, he was ahead unbelievable. Of his time. He had in 2002, he returned uh, one kickoff and two punt return for TD, TDs in 2002. So three touchdowns on special teams. 2003, the next year, he had four games in a row where he either mm-hmm. had a punt return or kick return. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that, that changes then the scope one of the, the play, game. Then he had one in the playoffs. When you're scoring that, that much. Too, against yeah. the Colts. Didn't uh, Cordero Patterson just tie the all-time I think he did. for did he? kick return? He did. Yeah, he was did. Devin Hester? Was he number one prior, maybe? So. Hester was amazing, I think too. it was Hester. That's some good trivia. No, the, the, you, you stumped me with the wide receiver because when you think of Dante Hall... You don't think of him as a wide receiver, more of a return guy, but he yep. was a wide receiver. You still got it. Three man, for great, three. Great question. Nice work. Dang it. Oh, man. Any, any trivia from you? Anything you got, John? No. God, I just learned <laughs> things. just want to answer some more questions. I, I love this. Uh, can you guys just ask random questions, please? Just just anything? Super like, Bowl 46. Who won and what was the score? Oh, I don't think I'd have to go. Huh? What, what Super Bowl are we on now? I don't, oh, man. <laughs> okay. I'd have to go back and think. Well, anyway, I, I, wish I, had some, uh, I wish I had some trivia questions for you guys. Beanley, you always come on here, and your son, too. Stump me with two out of the three questions, or I got two of the three with him. First time you had asked me trivia. Two out of three. I got two out of three. That's why I brought you three questions. So I'm not really, I can't really count the Dante Hall one because you had to give me A&M. I kind of paused uh, a little bit. You like, still got it. You got it on your I? own. Okay, that counts. You got it on your own. Okay. All Wait. right. Just, oh, just okay. for, uh, since this is Chiefs of the North, okay. your favorite, take this, this team playing right now away, your favorite Chief of all time. My favorite Chief mm-hmm. of all time? Yeah. But, but not, nobody on the current roster. Nobody on the current roster. Well, oh man, I, I did love Derek Thomas a lot. Like I was a huge Derek Thomas fan, but I'm gonna. Oh man, that's a that's a really good question. Do you have any jerseys when you were growing up? I, I still who, have been, your, in a bin. Who downstairs. was your go to? Well, I have a Marcus Allen jersey, um, but he came from the Raiders, so I thought that was great. I had. I mean, I have a Priest Holmes jersey, but even even before that, my favorite Chief man. That's a great. That's a great man. There's so many of them, but that's a great question. Give me give me a second. There's here. probably multiples. Well, there are multiples. Yeah. I mean, I love Tony G, but uh, I don't know. Derek Thomas, Derek Thomas is up there. I mean, Derek Thomas is definitely up there. I loved watching him play, and then obviously his, his car accident was tragic, and then, you know, you know, his, you know, his passing away or whatever. But uh, the first one that comes to mind is Derek Thomas. The first one that comes to mind is Derek Thomas. But, yeah. What about you, John? Favorite Viking of all time? <sighs> Current or, or not? You got to go with Moss. Moss, yeah. Or Chris Carter. I yeah. mean, I'm John Randall guy, but, but, but Moss and Chris Carter are right there for me, too. Yeah, those guys were Brett studs. Favre. <laughs> no, that one year when when him and Sidney Rice were going oh, yeah. nuts on deep balls. Oh, it was amazing. We that lost was like the Saints one of my favorite years. Game. And it probably was so gratifying for you guys because he came from Green Bay. It was just oh, it killing. Was fun. It was oh, fun. Absolutely. We had a game against San Francisco where they threw the long oh, touchdown. Oh, who caught that? Do you remember who caught that touchdown? Lewis? Was it Lewis? Yeah, I think it was Lewis. Back in the end zone? Greg Lewis. Was it Greg Lewis? That was incredible. Yeah, that was an incredible play. So real quick, that season, here's a question for you guys. What was a more 
my questions are so different than yours. <laughs> what was a more devastating loss as a Vikings fan? <laughs> No, you so remember the, that? No, but the 98 conference championship at home, 15-1, Anderson misses the kick, sorry, or the Saints when they like outgained it by 200 yards and like totally dominated the game but lost out of which conference championship loss was more crushing, Falcons in 98 or Saints went back in 2012? Can I add one to the oh boy. to the list? The Giants when it was 41 well, two. Can I add two? Oh. It hurts so much more to get destroyed in a big game like against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. The Eagles? And then the Eagles. The Eagles. I think they were cheating. <laughs> they knew what plays were calling well, that, that game. The or Giants. Or the Giants. They, they said they yeah. like, could hear our play calls. Wait, sure. it wasn't the Giants. It was like 41 to nothing, right? Yeah. That was uh, Kerry Collins was the quarterback, yeah, I think, of the Giants. It's just a huge beatdown. What I think year it was, 40, was that? Was, was, it, was that 41 nothing, really? Was it 2000? 2001? Yeah. 2000, right? This was Culpepper, I think. Yeah, it was 2000 in the Eagles. But, okay, okay, so, well, but... Getting smacked is crushing, but as a fan for me, I've here's the deal. If the Chiefs are going to lose or if the Jayhawks are going to lose, I would rather just get blown out, knowing the second, third quarter, it's over or whatever, than lose on a last-second field goal or last-second drive. To me, that's always more crushing for me. Yeah, I'm going to go answer the question with 1998 okay. Vikings. Uh, I was actually at the game. I was really lucky because my cousin had uh, season tickets, and he took me to both playoff games. The first was against Arizona and then against the Falcons. And in art class, I was a junior. I made a great big sign. That said, Sacred Cow Feasts on the Snake. That was Arizona, Jake the Snake Plumber. Yeah. And then the next game, (laughs) uh, we had really decent seats. So excited. We start marching down the field, and the whole stadium starts chanting, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And I'm sitting there. They give us terrible towels that day. Not terrible towel, right? But a Viking version of a towel. Yeah. And I'm chewing on that thing, and I stand up, and I start doing this, you know, wave my hands on. No, no, be quiet, be quiet. Don't jinx it. Don't (laughs) jinx it. He he hadn't missed a single field goal all year. Or extra point or anything. No. And then he misses the field goal. And and it just it, it was it was devastating. It was, it was to be at the game and the energy and then the way we lost and then we had to sit in the parking lot for like two and a half three hours while stuff's getting cleared out and just oh, sit man. there and and you know let it marinate oh, how man. shitty that was while you're stuck in the parking yeah. lot. It was you know like terrible. the unwritten rule of like not texting your buddy after the team loses. I had a I had a Cowboys friend no text me within minutes no or no, I guess at that time called me within minutes there wasn't text. It, it was like sucks to suck and then hung up so so here, so so, so uh, no so hold on so here's the thing it's funny it's funny because especially i feel like the more the more passionate you are some of your buddies enjoy giving you like and, and not so much with the chiefs growing up because they, they were good but never re- really good or good enough but ku since i've been a kid has been great and most years has a chance to win it i have buddies that are either gopher fans or don't even have a team or the team's not very good, could care less. But when KU used to lose in the tournament, I hadn't heard from them forever, and they would send me messages, and, and it would oh, drive boy. me crazy, and it gets me every time. I honestly feel like in a situation like that, if the Chiefs were losing the playoffs, or KU in March Madness, and, and somebody gives me a hard time, I honestly feel like you should be able to murder them and not spend any jail time. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, that should be... I don't know if that's... I don't know if, <laughs> it's similar to breaking and entering, where you can just kill them and not go to jail? I, I think that should be a law. Like, I really do. And maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Can you kill somebody if your team loses and they give you crap and get away with it? I'm just saying, have yeah. I gone there with somebody like, before? It's I It's like, have. would you I feel have. bad if the bully got beat up? You know, it's one of those situations. He's breaking and entering into your emotions. That's why I can't, that's why I can't watch my teams at a bar or out in public because, not that I would kill them. This is bad. Hold on. <laughs> no, no, but because I... I couldn't, I, I would have a hard time somebody, some random person that doesn't have any interest in the game and sees how passionate I am about it. People love, listen, people love to bring you down, right? Like I, I've learned that with KU. People love to just, when they're losing, give me crap. And they could be way better 
that person's team, but they don't care. So I don't want to go out in public because I have a feeling that, that, you know, somebody would say something and it would just get me so fired up. And I just feel like it's better to be home with my family. Although the game Sunday night, and this is a, a, the norm and, and I, I don't realize it's happening, but they have the kids have the jerseys on and we got food and Shelly's, we're going to watch the game. And it's like the second quarter and it's just, I'm the only one down there with a dog. And after the game, I was like, what, what happened? Shelly's like, Brent, I've, I've, it's just not fun watching the games with you. You stress me out. And Peyton <laughs> came down for the fourth quarter when the Chiefs were driving and I was pacing and I was sweating. I was yelling and she went back upstairs and said the same thing. She's like, you, it was just, you stress me out. So I'm not maybe the most fun to watch games with either. So maybe that's why I stay by myself in the basement in a hole. And sounds great. Yeah, yeah, sounds really enjoyable. <laughs> so sad, but I love it. And I'll be doing it again this Sunday. And K, hey, KU, KU plays Thursday against number one Gonzaga. You guys, college Ooh. fans at all? College basketball? Beads, you don't care, John? You? I like the Gophers. They're never great. Here's a question though, and I don't want to uh, make this negative, but. You know, obviously, professional sports has figured out ways to get through this whole pandemic thing, and they they have more opportunity, more options. Where college is up against it, you know, college football you're seeing there's like twelve or thirteen games a weekend that are canceled in college football. College basketball, though, there's so many more teams in college football. They play twice a week. Some of these teams. Do you think college basketball is going to make it through? And they play more games. Do you think college basketball is going to make it through the season? I. It would be crushing if not. I don't know if college basketball is going to make it through the season. Probably not. It sounds, yeah. it sounds like a logistical headache. I mean, you talked in the past about, about the NFL and how good they've done by making everybody wear GPS monitors and swabbing Tracking, every yep. single day. Yep. I just start to think about college campuses and, like you said, two games a week. And how do you track it? Do they have the money? Because I'm sure the right, NFL spending right. a lot of money on this. Uh, can they keep up? So The traveling is probably the biggest issue. Yeah. I think there's, you know, college football, there's, what, 119 Division One teams, something like that. And you're, you're, you cancel 13, 14 a week. It doesn't seem that significant. I mean... There's 16 NFL games a weekend, so that'd be the whole NFL slate. But college basketball, I think there's like 300-something teams. Again, they're playing twice a week. You've got more travel. You've got more games. It was crushing because if you think about the NBA got shut down, but what was the first major sport? Conference tournaments in college basketball were going on, and they just shut down, what, a week before the the March Madness. Yeah, So that was a massive blow. That's right. That was crushing. That was devastating. That was so depressing. And now I, you know, KU plays Gonzaga Thursday, but I saw Duke's game on on that was supposed to be Wednesday got pushed to Saturday. It's already there's already college games being canceled or postponed. It's already happening. We haven't really started the season yet. Which I'm a big college basketball guy, so that would be it'd be a bummer. But I just think college athletics has a whole other set of. I mean, it, look at look at look at college football though. You're gonna have such an unbalanced schedule with some of these teams. You're gonna have a team. Ohio State could play five games but get in the you know, get in the playoffs where teams played 10 or 11. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is probably a whole nother episode of, of, of your podcast, but it feels so bad for the, the kids and juniors, seniors, oh, even yeah. the freshmen that, you know, oh. want to turn pro, like it, it, go go to the NBA after the freshman year, which is now a, like a normal a thing. thing. Well, right. one and done real quick. Be real quick here. Did you play high school sports at all? Nope. Okay. So this is John. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have missed my senior year of college football, my senior year was by far the most fun I've ever had in sports. If I if that was taken away and I wasn't given a medical red shirt, which are they going to do that? Probably not. Well, you lose all your film. Like that's huge. That's life changing. Well, you you played. You know, you again. You won championships, player of the year. You played Division two football. Just even high school. I know football. I think the high school playoffs were about to start around here, and they had to shut everything down. Just even on a high school scale, not college. Yeah, that would have been crushing for me to not be able to come on when you're when you're that age. That's everything to you. That's everything to you. Well, you know what I mean? If you want to get recruited to play college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't have Terrible. tape, you're going to hopefully get into a camp that's not happening this summer. Right. Last, last summer. Uh, Looks like it's, we've got... It's tough. Looks like we've got some good material moving forward. Well, you guys have anything else at all? I think we covered a lot. 
No. I appreciate having you guys on. And uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, we'll get back at it next week. Awesome.